And welcome to episode 325 of the Siren Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my sexually depraved co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt! We're here this week with the, uh, <laughs> the Goldbach Conjecture edition of the cast, uh, which I can, I can disprove right now on screen for everyone here. Uh, he's made of meat. Duh. Take my Fields Medal now. Thank you. Shout out to all the f- theoretical mathematicians of the audience who just got cucked hard. Sometimes I wonder if you have like a like a random Reddit page, a random Reddit comment generator over there, and you're taking the subject from those bits to make your topic of the week. I don't know how your brain works. No, there's a there's a USB port that like goes into my back and it's hooked up to that fucking lava lamp feed from the from the cybersecurity place i like that and that just generates all my ideas that's neat are you water cooled or air cooled uh can't divulge that information i understand i guess it would technically be water cooled because people are evaporatively cooled I don't, I don't know why when you said that, I just thought of um, the worst pun I ever told Kurt. I believe it was the one with the ice skating tournament. I don't remember how it goes. I think I only you said remember texting that t- tournament, and the punchline was K-bye. And that was, that was you it. You started this off, I'm like, what the fuck is a texting tournament? And you're like, no, I'll get to that later. I'm like, no, that's important to my understanding of the story. Thinking it was a story and not just a... <laughs> A five-minute lead-up. Laborious lead-up to a mediocre, at-best, punchline. I like when my when my jokes go on a little bit of a journey to, to the punchline. <laughs> I get emotionally, mentally, physically sometimes invested into the joke, only to have it be an elaborate ruse to pull a fast one over on me in a play of words. It's like doing, um, you know, track and field, the hammer toss, but, like, you're on the edge of the Grand Canyon, and your momentum just fucking carries you off the edge. Yeah. Did you get there on your hover around? (laughs) I'm sad that my school never did hammer toss. They never did javelin toss, either. Gee, I wonder why public schools might be afraid to include those events in the track and field. We had another school that was nearby that actually had a hammer toss set up. And I think they had hammer tosses, but it wasn't like a popular track and field like inclusion. So I wonder if that's like only college level or something like that. So they were all too busy playing spinny bat. People are afraid of being see, sued. You didn't see, you didn't know about the underground no. spinny bat team at your school. Mm. That they went professional. They went state that year. I'm pretty sure they got their stomachs pumped, but. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're coming at you live yeah, for the spinny bat. Pump. That's that's a, a known strategy in competitive spinny batting. Yeah. Oh, to get your stomach pump? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was oh, I thought the com- I yeah, thought the commission it. like um outlawed that. They were like, Oh no, that's like same as like, well, it's like prohibition. They did it for a while and it was widely unpopular, so they reversed the decision. Okay. 
It's the uh, nothing south of the shoulders. You know, it commonly known as outlawing. It was the southern strategy. See, I thought they, I thought they took the, they, they must reverse their decision on like, like a, like foreign substances and uh, improving their performance. Uh, well, the underground spinny bat league commission is notoriously fickle. Mm. Yeah, they don't commit to anything. I, well, yeah, I remember, I remember last, last uh, Christmas of aught twenty one. You know, they they were the fe- really oh, the Festivus Classic. Yeah, the Festivus Classic. They they really irked each other. So they didn't quite even a hold bit. on Festivus. They held on the twenty second. Well, that was like, some of the, the uh, some of the confusion. There was that email that was sent out, and it it didn't get delivered to some, and some heard other news. It was just like, they what are you doing? Pool. You have you're on the shared calendar, and then and then and then Timothy's. Outlook updated in Microsoft 365, which you all know what that happens. It just throws up fucking hullabaloo into that racket. And whew. long story short, we're in a national recession. <laughs> <laughs> That's why gas prices are that high. That's how Joe Brandon got COVID. He was playing spinny bat late at night against Nancy Pelosi. Don't tell me I'm wrong. He beat her in a landslide victory because he's dark Brandon now. Have you heard his voice? He looks he looks Brandon and sounds sexy. He broke out the sunglasses. He's got that raspy Instagram voice like I just woke up. Like, hey, how's it I going? Gotta... Hey, no, can hey, you Jack, imagine the National going? Presidential Fitness Award is just him with his forehead on the fucking bat? <laughs> <laughs> I would have tried runs. harder to win one if that was if that was what the reward was. Hey Jack, you got a shotgun this beer before you graduate tenth grade and go on to eleventh grade. What are you, a pussy? <laughs> Look, when I, I think they call I call I think they call that home act for home alcohol. Home alk. Home alk. Home alk. Yeah. Home it's a little bit of little bit of cooking, a little bit of chemistry. You know, we talk about alcohols. Yeah. Jesse, we need to cook. <laughs> Jesse. I think that was my summer watching assignment. Gone are the days of summer reading. Now are the days of summer watching. Summer and binging. Yeah. We have to binge the entire Breaking Bad before our oh. AP chemistry classes. Yeah, and where are we binging this week's special from, Jake? <laughs> we might as well just binge it from a all-you-can-eat barbecue hot pot buffet for low, low price of $13, which we're sitting next to a nice little Asian lady, and she's going to show us how this works as we do this podcast. So if you hear some sizzling in the background, some chomping, some mmm, some ooze, and some ugh. Damn. Like ambient hot pot mukbang <laughs> with our podcast. <laughs> that might be the next stage uh, of the Saturn studs. Yeah, all right. Well, moving aside from from mukbanging for for just a little bit, I want to I want to point out a source of disappointment for me. Jake, underground spinny bat tournament was right there and it would have been topical and it would have been a nice callback, but you just you just brushed it aside like a common whore. I'm so proud of you, Jake. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta savor it. We Absolutely gotta let this no marinate. No commitment to any bit. We gotta, That's the way I trained you. <laughs> we gotta let this one marinate, and in three weeks we're gonna bring back. Hey, did you all receive that memo from the spinning bat? And then we're gonna, we're gonna acronym this shit. We're gonna acronym this shit. We're gonna uh, U.S. spinning U.S.B. U.S.B.C. U.S.B.C. Yeah, you, you underground. Spinny Bat Commission, 
uh, send out that memo, you know, and, and we're gonna we're gonna have fun. There with is it. a non-zero amount of my soul that wants to go to a local artist and get a shadow box done of me with the forehead <laughs> on the mat and have it framed in my house. <laughs> I like having those like little get it tattooed on you. <laughs> I like having those little decorations of like of like just hedonism in your in your house. I think it's a, it adds a nice touch. Like we have um. Uh, what is it? A cross stitch of alive, aha, fuck, <laughs> in our house. And there's a couple times our parents have come over and been like, "Does that say? Does that say fuck?" <laughs> it's like, no, mother. <laughs> oh, my tell. classic, my classic living room decoration has been a picture of Kramer from Seinfeld, uh, down and into the left, in my kitchen, from a second picture of the Kramer <laughs> yes. on the same wall. <laughs> your your double Kramer is good. I I appreciate the double Kramer. The DK. I live with a woman. Kramer. I live with a woman. All all my ironic posters have to go in the basement. (laughs) I have a bunch of fucking uh, Buddhas from Chinatown for some reason. I've just collected them over the years. They're just strewn about my house. Oh my god, that unlocked um, that unlocked an old old memory of mine. We used to go to this one Chinese restaurant, and for some reason, they would give us, like, a small jade animal in each of our, like, uh, you know, get, like, a dinner for the family or whatever. Your happy meal. Yeah. And you, we happy started collecting meal. these small jade statues of a bear or a panda or a pig or something like that. And we just had a bunch of them after a while. I, don't, I wonder what ever happened to those. Wait, are you talking about the shit that came with like the English breakfast tea? No, this is some okay. I'm Maybe? thinking of something else. No, or something um, similar to that. Did they? Let me let me look up. So my my story about small rock animals. Now that we're here, um, parents would get red rose tea, and anyone uh, who bought that bought their English breakfast know that it always came with like a little tiny rock animal in it. And you you get a collection. Are they, maybe collection they, are these those. tea pets? Are that, is that what they're supposed to be? Is that what they're they come with? I mean, the tea? Well, it's a it's a fucking animal shaped thing that came with the purchase of a tea. So I'd assume if tea pets is a thing. That amongst be them, amongst <laughs> my TikTok travels, I've heard of um, like a real real drinking real tea, like um like old fashioned tea, um where it comes in a ball. Uh, and you have to let it like marinate in the hot water. Yeah, um, I mean, that's you have like how tea is made. Yeah. Well, you have like the but first two cycles where it's not fully diluted with tea. You have to dump it out actually, and they say feed your tea pets, and you actually dump it out over these little small rock figurines of animals. Maybe that's what these are. Maybe that would that would seem the track was was that brand of tea loose leaf. Um. No, the tea I got was it was bags. Bags, was tea oh, bags. That was bags. Well, so maybe it's like a vestigial, like a carryover. Yeah, yeah. And there's no real purpose because you don't have to dump out the tea and feed your tea pets. But yeah, yeah. I've got a ton of loose leaf tea. Because there are tea balls out there, almost like bath bombs, but for tea. Speaking oh, of the tea, we've got the tea on movie got trailers. It. There mm. it is. Got him. Hashtag got, got him. Now I need y'all to take a deep breath 
and hold it because we got to get through this shit. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. All right. Um, like, shit. Gonna, I'm gonna go in. Um, let's, let's in speed run chronological this. order on which it was uploaded to our friendly neighborhood Rotten Tomatoes trailers. We got Blonde okay. coming in. First I refuse trailer. to call it that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what? I mean, they they changed. It'll always us. be movie clips trailers to me. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant Blonde. <laughs> Fuck you, Marilyn Monroe. It's brunette. No, this is fine. Um, I don't, I don't have any strong feelings about this movie, but um, I do love this this comment I found on the YouTube video. Um, this looks amazing. Why isn't this in theaters? I don't know. It might have something to do with the fact that it's rated NC seventeen, yeah. and it would be illegal to carry it in theaters. There is going to be the sex scene in this. Yeah. A um, I have to assume. I'm gonna I'm gonna That's the think only thing I can think of. I think that it's would rape. Make this 17. I think it's gonna be She's a rape scene. Break out her Marilyn Monrobertsons. Yeah. And uh there's gonna be a moment. There's a lot of allusions throughout the trailer that she is like forced into doing certain things. Um she's viewed as a sex symbol, doesn't feel that way. Her on screen and off screen presence are different. She so. does like the the Patrick Bateman. Like some people think they know me. I've Man. constructed an image of Pat. How awesome! Even though it? you might see me, might shake my hand, might believe that our light our lifestyles are comparable, I simply am not there. Ends up just killing somebody with a chainsaw. Awesome. Speaking of killing for the somebody, scene where she t- starts talking about Huey Lewis in the news. I I like to point out that um, in the book, it's very ambiguous as to whether or not. He imagined the whole thing, but the movie yeah. pretty much just tells you that it's all in his fucking head. They made yeah. that decision for you. You go to the movies so you don't have to think. You go to the movies to be told what what to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to be told that uh, Sylvester Stallone is a good is Samaritan, Samaritan. <laughs> even though this isn't in theaters. So I really wanted to shit on this movie. Um. Because I feel like that'd be a fun thing for me to do, mm-hmm. but it actually looks kind of decent. Yeah, I don't know. Well looks a little it. trashy. It uh, doesn't look uh, half bad. It's like because it's got trash in it. Yeah, I, I I understood the joke, but I didn't think it was he's, good enough to react a, to. He's a trash man, though. He, he is the trash refuse. Man. He wrestles under the trash man name. Um... <laughs> I would. I have to say, uh, someone watched Unbreakable and said, "You know what? What if we made it a little more comic booky?" And then they wrote Samaritan, and they yeah. called up Sylvester um, Stallone and like, "You doing anything?" He's like, "No, no, yeah." The, Do I have to this... enunciate my lines? <laughs> did Did they get Can't approval be... for from Screen Gems to use their logo though for Samaritan? Because it looks, uh, if I'm remembering Screen Gems. A little too close there? Ah, yeah. That's worth a lawsuit. Well, it's what we like to call in the uh, legal profession, uh, legally distinct. (laughs) They've got a little, little, you know, a flange on there. Do you all remember when Apple tried to patent the shape of a phone? Remember when the Flying Brothers tried to patent the concept of reacting to things. I do remember that. Um, and their careers were never the same. 
Yeah. This is... I, I think this is going to be the great uniter hmm? because this <laughs> okay. this is going to bring together the the uh, old man action genre and the superhero <laughs> genre that they should have released this on Father's Day so that so that the the sons can watch something with their dads. Um, the well, kid in me loves the superhero, but the adult in me loves the Sylvester Stallone in it. <laughs> Um, I th- yeah, I, I thought it's... I had seen this movie before. Like the idea is very basic. Um, I mean, it's the plot is the same. The plot yeah. without the superpowers is we've we've seen you know we've seen a lot of like Bruce Willis movies yeah. at this point. A lot of a lot of movies with this same plot. Um, dad, who old action dad. We've seen this with fucking Sylvester Stallone. We saw Last Blood. <laughs> this was. I guess he was never was a, a trash different. man though. So yeah. I guess it is a different movie. <laughs> well, it's just blue collar job. Um, yeah, like it. It looks fine. Uh, Sylvester Stallone totally is not on any uh, testosterone replacement therapy or HGH or steroids. Why ever would you suggest that when a seventy-six-year-old man <laughs> is the size <laughs> of a small barn? He just eats his eggs in the morning. <laughs> what are you talking about? And he uh, subscribes to Keeps. This cast brought to you by yeah. Keeps. Keeps. Get your hair back. So yeah, Keeps is, Keeps is a funny one for me, and I know we have a ton of trailers, and I shouldn't be sidetracking, but <laughs> okay. I'm gonna indulge myself because I've got a smooth voice and a quick wit. Uh, but generally, you don't want to ever buy anything that's advertised exclusively on like YouTube channels and podcasts because it's always low quality shit. I think that like goes triply. <laughs> something that's supposed to be medicinal in nature. Yeah, I can't, like, it's, I can't it's definitely. I don't boring. think you should fuck around with keeps, and I don't think you should fuck around with get Roman because I'm pretty sure their ED treatments are like fucking rhino horn or something. I didn't like know there was a get Roman. <laughs> I've just heard of keeps. Well, well I think I, I mean, think it's, it's I think it's just Roman mm. is the brand, but their website or promo oh, code is get Roman or something like that. Roman.com Roman is ready. Both. Yeah, it's it's fucking ED medication. Okay, yeah, all right. What what is uh, what's in this? Let's see. Do they do they say? Well, they um, they say it's generics of the only two FDA approved uh, hair loss drugs, which I did not know there were any FDA approved hair loss drugs. Okay, so it's the active ingredient is sildenafil. I don't know if that's if that's under any other brand names. I think that's the new Marvel superhero it's, character. Yeah, Phil, I, I, rem- I think I, I think they announced that for Phase Five. Uh, yeah, phase, <laughs> oh, wait, so, wait, yeah. So okay, maybe I hope they don't push it to Phase Eight. I think it's just Viagra, <laughs> like um, Viagra. Wait, wait, wait. active. Are we, are we talking ingredient. about Keeps or Roman? Roman, I think is on Roman. <laughs> okay, but I get okay, what you yeah, mean, no. though. So they just took the citrate out of. You know, Viagra is sildenafil citrate. Now Roman doesn't have the uh, the the lemony fresh taste of Viagra. <laughs> so as as we all know, Viagra was originally a uh, hypertension medication. Yes. Uh, that just happened to make people hard. Um, mm-hmm. And I find that amusing. I'm like, they remind people of that every time they talk about like, oh well, Viagra's covered under. 
you know, medical insurance, all forms of birth control should be covered. I'm like, well, it is technically hypertension medicine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, mean, in that same vein, a lot of other, you should qualify a lot of other BC medications because they are also hormonal. Based. No, yes. No, yeah. no. Like yeah. my, my, my response to that is like, I'm with you, but um, <laughs> you shouldn't call it birth control. You should call it uh, hormone regulatory therapy because that sounds yeah. a lot easier to like pass off it's on a, better, a roof it's a better might pitch. not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They probably don't do it because you could probably pass like trans medications under there too. People who are against well, that I, stuff, which I mean, I mean should be. <laughs> I mean, if you if the idea is to like Trojan horse pass all the fucking yeah, you I'm know, like, Christian I'm, Taliban, then go for it. <laughs> I'm I'm with that. Fuck yeah, get get that in there. It's all it's all it is. It's all it is. You know, Joe Rogan's on that shit, too. He's regulating his hormones. It's all so, it is, baby. Just like uh, David Bowie's regulating was, my penis. Oh, shit. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> to finish this off, um, instead of Roman, good RX, they'll, they'll find you a doctor. Who, they'll find you the sketchiest doctor who can just prescribe you anything. Yeah. And then you can get 30 hundred milligram tablets for 16 bucks. God, good, good RX got to be like, 90, hey. 98% off with mail delivery. That reminds me of like fucking back when uh, recreational marijuana wasn't legal in California, but medicinal was. If you go to Venice Beach, like every other block, there was like a guy a doctor's, with. Yeah. Yeah, with his like sign, like get your medical cush here. We got a doctor out back. He'll prescribe it for I you. Can, I can only assume like the good RX and like I'm the sure uh, guys like doctorate in the fucking Cayman Islands or something like. Like that. the Mark Cuban's pharmacy website thing is gonna be like, well, put your address in, and then uh, we'll meet you at the end of your street. Just <laughs> put put five hundred dollars in a plastic bag and leave it by the Look, tree. Flash your gonna... headlights when you see the Ford Transit. <laughs> We're gonna get out. We're gonna get out of the Ford Transit at at Street View Plaza, and we're just gonna throw a bag up in the air and then walk away. It's the Andy Dufresne instructions to Morgan Freeman. Well, yeah. you gotta go to the top of the hill, and there's a big oak tree, and you'll see a long rock wall, and there's a black rock around there that shouldn't belong. Underneath that, you'll find something. Your dreams are waiting for you. And from that day forward, my boner was never. <laughs> Never harder. It's like David Bowie. It's like David Bowie. Come on, David Bowie. Hey. Um. Do we get the? Is this the title reveal? I guess. Um. Uh, I yeah. Moon Age Daydream. I. I don't recall if it had a title before, but I do remember we we had seen. Uh, teaser. Something teaser. on this. Um. But uh, yeah, it's the David Bowie biopic, and uh, it looks very. Very on brand visually for David Bowie's, you know, like whole aesthetic mm. he had going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure it will be great because biopics are, are the hot thing right now, mm-hmm. especially yep. if it's a musician, even more so if it's if a it's, queer musician. <laughs> I was going to say, like, a, fl- a, a flamboyant musician, but yeah. queer also true, yeah. also correct. Now, um, speaking of queer, we've yeah. got queer little boy, queer little hard boy over here, other hard boy, okay. Pinocchio. So, I, this is my favorite trailer this week, 
for a reason that might not immediately be clear to anyone who watched the trailer. So this is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. And this is like the fifth or sixth Pinocchio movie to come out this year. And yeah. In fact, there have been so many Pinocchio movies that the description on Rotten Tomatoes movie clips trailers is confused. And it thinks this is the Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks. It does not list Ewan McGregor on the on the cash sheet. What? Wait, let and me, I, don't I was even know. I was listening to the trailer and I was like, "That's totally Ewan McGregor. Why isn't he listed here? And why don't they have Tom Hanks talk if they fucking, you know, paid all this money for Tom Hanks?" <laughs> and I like do some digging because I remember seeing Guillermo del Toro in the trailer. I'm like, was he a producer? No. There have just been so many fucking Pinocchio movies this year. <laughs> That no one knows what the fuck is going on anymore. Oh my god. That's right, because what, what was the. Um, I think I'm confusing IMDb. There was that, the, that was the Disney official one, yeah. Yeah, this that's is the, the one with. Disney live action remake directed by Robert Zemeckis yeah. starring Tom Hanks. Not to be and, confused with the one with uh, Pauly Shore. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Or Not the to other be confused one. with the weird Italian one. Yeah. <laughs> That's I guess crazy. Pinocchio hit the public domain and everyone's shooting their fucking shot now. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. I didn't realize that. But uh yeah, that uh Rotten Tomatoes not not doing a great job taking over They're movie a clips. Liar. Movie clips would have never done that. And no one can comment on it cuz they have a policy of turning off comments on kids. Yeah. And for some reason, pausing them when you minimize them, like you do the picture-in-picture picture stuff on your oh, phone, yeah. it like doesn't play if can't, you minimize. Can't watch it. that mini player. What? What? That doesn't make sense. Anyways, what know, doesn't make sense is another fucking Dragon Ball Super movie. That doesn't make sense. That makes millions of dollars at the box office. That's what it does. Yeah. So, um, I know for for Dragon Ball Super Brawly. They used the Dragon Ball Fighters engine to render some of the uh, key blasts, right, and whatnot, and a, some uh, a little bit of the the fight scenes when it got really yeah. crazy. It seems like they used it to make the whole movie this time. Yes, it uh, do. Yeah, yeah, it do. <laughs> it it looks different. It doesn't look bad, but it looks different. Therefore, my lizard brain is conditioned to reject it. Um. Oh, but, no, it's not even that it looks different. Um, Jake, uh, when was the last time you saw Beastars? Oh, uh, minute. Oh, I watched the new season, but a couple years okay. ago. Just, um, Jake, you might want to go back and, and look at the Beastars trailer and compare it to this one. Or um, I'll also throw another one from Studio Orange. I don't know if I, show, I shared this with you guys, the new uh, Trigun trailer for their, their reboot series. Um, and I just looked at this because I was wondering. I'm like, oh, did Studio Orange do anything? Because they're like kind of the top dogs in terms of 3D animation at this point. Um, no, <laughs> seeing those trailers side by side, it's very clear that uh, they were not using the best uh, the best animators. Are you saying to make that this Dragon Ball Super movie? Are you saying that a Netflix anime about furry sentient furry animals? has better 3D animation than the acclaimed Dragon Ball Super. 
superhero yes, can, movie? acclaimed 3D animated series. <laughs> um, this is a new foray for him. I don't think it looks bad. Um, I want I want to be clear. No, with that. this is there's there is the spectrum for sure, and this is like in the middle, a little the on the frame upside. rate looks a little weird, but that might be mm-hmm. a trailer thing. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see the movie in motion. It looks like there's a lot going on here. Um, getting back to the general plot, um, I will say that the villain designs aren't the most inspired I've seen in in the Dragon Ball canon. Um, there's a lot going on. Brawly makes a comeback. Uh, pick, uh, Goku and Vegeta are fighting. I'm sure that's just like a, yep. a brief training thing. Oh, um, yeah. But it's it's heavily implied that Gohan's going to be the one to save the day. Uh, this is the which Gohan is, movie. Which yeah. is always this nice. Is... The last Gohan mm-hmm. movie was Bojack Unbound, and that's pretty fucking good. That's one of the better DBZ movies. I will die on that hill. Um, okay. uh, um, but yeah, this, this looks pretty good. I'm excited to see it. August 19th. Didn't you have to look? Because I've seen the, the poster the last few times. Peter and I have been to the Regal. It's hanging out, yep. Got it in my calendar. Got to unlock. It'll be the first time I get to go with someone to actually see <laughs> Did we not see Broly together? I was living in New Jersey at the time. Oh, shit. I thought you came up for that. Or, like, nope. you were up and we we saw that while you were up. Okay. I mean, we've watched it because I own the Blu-ray several times since. Um, but no, we did not see it in theaters together. I, I saw I saw that in theaters two or three times. Hmm. When I had my Stubbs A list, and it was January, so nothing else was <laughs> worth watching. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'll go see this again. Oh, good January. Speaking Which, of theaters, I mean, oh, I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, the 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 Brawley movie was was pretty good, and they got they got straight to to what people came to see. So I'm hoping that they. Uh, Learn from that? Yeah, learn from that and, yeah. and carry that over into to this movie. I was going to say, speaking of theaters, people are going to flock to the theaters to see me time uh, for Only a little bit Netflix. of them time. Isn't <laughs> flock that, to the Netflix theater. Is it Nef- oh, it is a hashtag. Yeah. I, I was combing through to see if there oh, was a Netflix. Is, oh, this it's is the, the most top Netflix, right. The most straight to Netflix shit I've seen. Thank God while. nobody's going to be flocking to the theaters to see this movie because it my doesn't matter. on. He's downloaded himself onto your mobile device. So, like, this is... Kevin Hart must have signed, like, a 10-picture a deal with Netflix. And I think they filmed, like, seven of them concurrently. Because this is, like, the third or fourth Netflix movies he's had come out. And I started mm-hmm. watching The Man from Toronto to test my, my soundbar, make sure that I was getting Atmos, even though the pop-up wasn't appearing on my screen. Uh, I was. Don't worry, people. Um, but... Uh, the the beginning part was actually you know kind of humorous, but it wasn't like enough for me to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I this one looks far worse. This one looks wise. very very silly and dumb and silly. Yeah. Um, the this... CG animals that they they depict it multiple times. The <laughs> CG in this movie is not up to par. All right, here's um, here's a question. Better CG Big Cat. Me Time or Rogue? Uh, Me Time. Me Time. Me Time. There's more. There was more cat 
to pick apart in the. What do you mean uh, there's more cat in me time? Or no, there's more cat in the uh, in the the whatever the fuck it's called rogue, rogue. Yeah, to but. pick apart and be like, ah, that sucks. That sucks again. It sucks a lot. This we only saw a little bit of a cat, and uh, it looked bad, but at least it went away. <laughs> <laughs> we had to Wasn't keep on looking at the cat. Their cat losses. <laughs> we had to keep on looking at the cat in Rogue, and that was the focal point of the movie. And it's like, ah, do better. It did not look good. <laughs> did not. It did not do that job well. It, it did not. The job that did do well goes to Pearl. Pearl. And this Pearl. is the, the Pearl. prequel to the A24 movie X. Which came out earlier this year. And they're going to have the sequel year. XX, which then will, of course, re- lead to the triple X reboot. Yeah, so Didn't we have they already do that? Well, I guess it was a sequel, they, right? Return yeah, that was, that was a soft reboot. You know, they're pulling a, they're ter- they're pulling a ter- Terminator, whichever sequel. <laughs> How many times have they said, oh, we're cutting everything after the second um actually i don't think they have done that yet i thought that's what dark future was where they said oh wait everything. oh yeah dark dark fate might have been a direct sequel um I, I think but I that was only one okay um okay but i'll the, take that um but this this is not that this is the i guess the prequel and i know a lot more about this character than i did about her character in x Oh, I think it's the same character. This is just her origin story, which I like. She seems like just a normal person in terms of ability. Obviously, she's a fucking psychopathic murderer. But like, how how is how has she not been apprehended in all that time? Is my question. Mm. Like, the based on the trailer, the fucking pile of bodies she's left in her wake is substantial. Someone. At some point, should have investigated. I'm wondering if this is gonna be like, like maybe something also in her, like mind. She's gonna imagine doing some of this stuff. But yeah, speaking of Patrick Bateman. Yeah, speaking of Patrick Bateman. So I wonder. I, I don't know. Part of me thinks it's all gonna be legit because her character in X is the the murderer. So obviously she's done the murder. She's gonna kill before. someone. How much of what we saw is going to be the actual killing? That is the question. Too many yeah. animals. Too many animals getting killed. Yeah, a lot of animals getting killed. Um, I do a lot of the cutaway scenes. So this this trailer does a deep. The, the scared. This piece. this toes the line on like showing a little bit too much, but um, I guess they cut it in a way where it leaves it open ended if the scenes kind of mesh. Uh, but yeah, she's gonna be killing some people and killing some animals. Who and how many? You'll have to head to the movie theaters watch to check to that find out. out. And watch on the big screen. Don't be a dumb pussy and watch it on your phone or the small screen, you if idiot. If you watched it on your phone, you, you cheated yourself. You're killing you, small corporations like yeah, AMC and watched Regal. The movie, but you haven't. You haven't watched a movie if you watched it on your phone. I love. I talked I love with George Lucas like, and he asked me, what the f- Instead of talking about a Wookiee, I said, what the fuck is a Wookiee? <laughs> My favorite is that they're like, see it in IMAX. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a movie that you're going to want to see in IMAX. 
you have to see this. You have to see Pearl and IMAX or else you're not experiencing the movie. We're gatekeeping movies now. Yeah. Correct. Holy shit. Uh, it just started raining like a like a ah, crazy. I see it's come down to you guys. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. finally made it down to you. Um, I was like, who the fuck is like entering my house? <laughs> it's rain. It's rain. Do we do we address the slew of speaking of rain, do we address the, the downpour of Comic Con trailers? I guess uh, we'll do that now if we're going chronologically. <sighs> yeah. Um, well I, I I pulled out individually uh at least what I identified as being the biggins. Um the Black Adam Comic Con trailer seemed like the same thing as the theatrical trailer that was in front of Thor Love and Thunder. I didn't notice I get it a different. little better now. Like they're not going for like he's not like straight away all out a bad guy. It seems like they're they're trying to characterize him as just someone who like his powers are not there for like doing like he want if you want to do the right thing he's gonna he has a lot of casualties along the way. Well, I mean the the uh, the other trailers made it seem like they were gonna try to like make him out to be a reluctant hero or an anti-hero type character, which um. I don't know that I agree. Maybe with for that one rationale. movie, maybe for part of one movie, but yeah, Black Adam is uh, pretty unapologetically villainous. Yeah, yeah, I would like. I, I would mean, like he's to got, see. He's got his motivation, and it's like, it's. He's got the typical flawed origin sort mm-hmm. of deal, but he is he is a villain, and he's an important villain, and fucking poor Shazam is going on its sequel here and they're having having to dig deep to find villains because they aren't Black, Black Adam's Adam. got his own fucking solo film going. I know. And um so I I don't know if we've seen it yet, like seen a movie like where it's a origin villain origin story where they come off like kind of neutral and they end up really bad. Like it always seems like they they can never pull it off all the way. They're yeah, always like like I mean I Aside guess from like maybe Joker and Cruella, yeah, are villain not... origin stories where they're portrayed as yeah. maybe not but, so evil, yeah. but they don't end up being like. But on a and this movie. is like a bigger piece of the puzzle. Like we're like Black Adam is going to lead into Shazam eventually, and it's going to you know DC's going to stumble off the finish line with some sort of universe at the end of this <laughs> uh, like mess that they've put themselves they in. Hope. I. They're going to try. They keep on coming out with shit, so they're going to try. So with Black Adam as this, like, the main villain that they're propping up, you know, are they going to keep it like that, or are they going to kind of half-ass it and make it like, oh, he kind of comes out still ambiguous, where they should keep him, make this movie show why he's, like, super villainous in the next Shazam movie. It seems to me like how this is going to go. I can kind of picture the plotting in my mind right now. Like, he gets his powers, he comes out, and he's, I don't know, maybe he wants to be a hero for, like, a second, or he's just happy to be free and powerful. And then Dr. Fate and the uh, some of the uh, other, just you know, the not Justice League, I don't think they've, they've built up the Justice League to unlimited levels at this point yet, but um, some other crew... 
they say, you know, they're like, all right, you're 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 already causing this collateral damage doing your thing, so we got to put a leash on you. And he's like, nope, I was a slave. Fuck you. Fuck the system. Uh, I'm going to fight all of you now. And that's going to, that's probably going to be roughly the movie. Yeah. Maybe. They kind of definitely do show some shots of him fighting Hawkman and, you know, Adam running away from Lightning, which presumably he summoned. Yeah, and Fate, too. There's a a scene with him fighting Fate. He's going to be the, I think Fate's going to be probably the main antagonist. I I mean I guess if if you're positioning Black Adam as as the protagonist, which I yeah. guess in the story he would be even though he's not like doing righteous things necessarily. Right, he's definitely um, the point of view character. Yeah, I I do applaud the casting of Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. I would not have come up with that in a million years on my own, but like so when right. I see it, I'm like, yeah, you know what. It's pretty good. Good choice. good choice. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And and you know we've been clamoring uh, for like a rock as a Black Adam, and I think he's wanted to. So I'm well, glad. Well, when that I first heard that, that Rock was going to be Black Adam, I was like, really? Because I I pictured him like who better than the Rock to be uh, Shazam? You know, he's got yeah. that childlike demeanor to him, or he can uh, pull that off well. But I also know I've I mean I've watched The Rock wrestle for almost a decade and I know that he can he can be a pretty convincing villain. Um yeah. so I, I hope they let him he's trying I'm seeing he's trying his hardest in this trailer not to give the eyebrow. Yeah. Um I I have I have high, I have he can pull it off. The Rock is a very good actor. Mm-hmm. He's just been in almost exclusively bad movies his entire yeah. career. Well, he's been in movies that are like basically just like, hey, do the rock thing. And then he does the rock thing and, you know, people eat it up because it's a popular thing. We get do the it, rock so like, that we can subvert the trope of the stereotype of your body yeah. build. Yeah. yeah. We can make um, you a comedy relief guy. So... Switching over to because I didn't I don't think they had that many more announcements. Um, switching over to the big boy Marvel, real quick. Uh, the only trailer they really revealed right was Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah, um, which, which has is the end of up, Phase Four. It stirred up some controversy. <laughs> um, Where the fuck is Guardians of the Galaxy three coming in then? What? Dude, well, that's they, like they middle of Phase Five. Yeah. The roadmap um, is so fucking weird. I don't understand it, and I feel like they've they burn through phase four, and they're they're rushing phase four, five, and six because they can come four, out with movie stuff if, and Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, if Wakanda Forever is the end of phase four, then phase four was the most fucking useless thing in the history of cinema, because even with phase one, you know that built to the Avengers movie like there were the end credit scenes like suggested a story that kind of like laid the foundation for the team up movie phase four has has seemingly had no really story advancement in mind like the individual movies being like you know solo adventures for whatever heroes I am fine with that I in fact, suggested they do that. But if you're going to keep everything stitched together and 
I, there's no capstone for phase four. Right. Like, what was if, the point of all this? Yeah. If Endgame was, like, blowing your cinematic load, this is, like, the five-factory period. Where, where you're <laughs> sitting in your shame before you grab the towel to clean up. <laughs> just yeah, it, just even, messy and regretful. Even Kevin Feige, like, had is quoted as admitting phase four is a mess. Um, I believe Phase 4 still remains to have She-Hulk in it, and I believe Wakanda Forever will finish it off. Um, There's also I Am Groot, I think, thrown in there coming out soon, but that's a a miniseries. But, like, they delayed, like, Fantastic Four, they delayed the Marvels, like, all into Phase 5. If they delay the next Fantastic... Like, judging by how She-Hulk looks and how that show, like... It just, it just, I'm just thinking like visual, from a visual mm-hmm. perspective, because, um, like the design isn't bad, but it's obvious. Like, and we, I was, Kurt and I were talking about this today, just in general. Um, they, Disney's kind of like run out of CG studios. They've, they've literally burned out uh, a huge swath mm-hmm. of, um, of their CG uh, stock, their stocks, the, the offices. Um, and it, uh, one constant for this whole phase has been like weirdly subpar, uh, visual effects and, and computer generated, uh, images, CGI as some might call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was also a new it just makes me think like, I'm glad they're not throwing another fantastic four movie out there because it's, <laughs> this is the worst, this is the perfect storm of like, here, let's throw out it. it it would guarantee to flop, I feel like. Yeah. If- well, the rumor is that Wakanda Forever is going to be the introduction of Doctor Doom. Oh, hey, yes. That is that, like that, that is a rumor. Yeah. Cool. So they're going to be... Int- they, they showed Riri Williams, who's going to be an Ironheart. <sighs> I, yeah. So they, they showed Riri Williams, who's going to be an Ironheart. Talking to Shiri, it's assumed that Shiri's going to take on the mantle of Black Panther... Um, and then Doctor Doom, who probably will be uh, revealed at the end, is going to be behind uh, triggering like Atlantis uh, fighting Wakanda. Um, yeah. And then they're going to have because they have Namor in it. Um, yeah, there's Namor's a lot of like emotional announcement for Wakanda Forever. And yeah, Namor is going to be the antagonist. Probably in the end, there's going to be some big reveal it's a of Doctor Doom. Geopolitical but movie. Then like... again, Doctor Doom yeah. is or Doctor Doom. Uh, Fantastic Four isn't slated to come out till like 2026. Yeah, Fantastic yeah. Four is going to kick off Phase Six, which people were like, "What the fuck? Like, we're not even done with Phase Four. You're already talking about Phase Six with the new Avengers movie and Fantastic Four. So we're, we're not getting a Fantastic two full Four phases without an Avengers movie. Like, Avengers movies were supposed to be the capstone to a phase." Yeah, and on top of that, not to get not to get too lost in the weeds. I'm, I know this is like har- harping on this a lot, but a lot of weird things are happening in Phase Six. In the same year, they're coming out with two Avengers movies, Avengers title movies, uh, I, Avengers. I just don't uh, believe that's gonna happen. Yeah, I. But which I, ones? Which ones? I didn't actually see the names of which. Uh, so Avengers, in, Secret in, Wars, Kang Dynasty, and, and Kang Secret Dynasty. Wars. Yeah. I think Kang Dynasty slated first and then Secret Wars, which I guess makes sense. Which, yeah, I'm 
fucking I'm sure Secret Wars is gonna go fucking great. But in <laughs> the same just year, swimmingly. yeah. In the same fucking year, no, it's it's a Matrix Revelations revel- Reloaded Revelations sort of thing. Like, That's the only reason why they were able to do Infinity War and Endgame so close to each other is because they kept filming. I'm pretty sure they just yeah, they kept were rolling. At the same time. Yeah, they filmed the same time, so they just ran with it. And, I mean, these are... I mean, we don't know the plots, obviously, but they're two different storylines. I don't know how they're going to get them to merge together. Are they just going to film them together? Well, I mean, I guess, like, it's it, it'd be kind of easy to just interject Secret Wars into whatever, because the plot of the Secret Wars comic is just the Beyonder fucking abducts all these heroes and villains and puts yeah. fights them against each other for his amusement. So you can do that in the literally the middle of any story and it would and, still be as much set up as it yeah. had in, in the source material. And the kind of the kind of the really shitty thing that makes me sad about all this is that there's nothing before that that makes me excited for getting ready for those movies. Ant-Man Quantumania they're supposed is supposed to be pretty big, but I'm not super hyped on Guardians of the Galaxy 3, it's going to be a whatever movie. The Marvels is going to be another whatever movie. Captain America, New World Order, if it's building off of, um, you know, whatever they did with the Disney Plus show, it's trash. Daredevil yeah. Born Again is the only thing on there that is really that I'm hyped that has for. me excited. And, and it's going to be 18 episodes. Sh- shit on here that 18 is just episodes? like, yeah. First season. Well, uh, like Echo. Who cares about Echo? Yeah, what the fuck even is that? And is, Echo is the what a villain. F- <laughs> Echo is the um, villain from Hawkeye. It's like the deaf girl who had like oh no special like powers because she was deaf. She's like a deaf daredevil. And you're bringing back fucking Agatha for for her own show. <laughs> like that Agatha meme is- died out like in two weeks. And you're fucking making a whole show? Um, Secret Invasion is about all the um, uh, Skrulls taking over, kind of. Um, And then Ironheart, like, that's going to be a fucking train wreck. I can call that right now. Loki season two. Is anyone really clamoring for a second season of Loki? Uh, They kind of put a pin in it. They they, they finished it off. Yeah, like, it's only, like, the only reason why they're doing it is because... looking so devoid of anything of quality except born again which i my only request with born again is that you keep in my favorite comic book page of all time which is the point of view shot of matt murdoch squaring up against a hobo dressed as santa brandishing a knife like have that in the show i need that in the show (laughs) did you see the second she hulk trailer um i yeah one yeah it where where they show Daredevil at the end? Yeah, he shows up in that one. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. They're both warriors, right? Um, I don't know if like, they're. I don't think they can. They can't do the. Um, was it Justice for All? Um, that story. What's the storyline where they have to do a legal battle with uh, to defend Cap? Um, I don't remember. Okay, that um, might have been part of Civil War, or no. She represented, I think, the uh, 
Oh, I forget what their faction was called, but the the ones that chased Nova that caused him to blow up near that school, which prompted the whole uh, Civil War Registration mm-hmm. Act thing. Um, I guess it was yeah, just. She-Hulk, I guess it was just She-Hulk's a run of she Run, yeah. She-Hulk's run, uh, uh, even in Civil War, was among the most interesting because it really played a different angle of the conflict because uh, it was really focused around the courtroom, which which I liked a lot. Um, but circling back around to the Wakanda Forever trailer, this, uh, this trailer stirred up a fair bit of controversy, and normally I kind of dismiss this as being stuff like this as being controversy, but I think some of the criticisms of this have legs. Um, a lot of people are upset that they did not recast Chala, and they feel that, you know, killing him off off screen because the actor who played him passed away uh, doesn't appropriately honor Chadwick Boseman's legacy. And I saw another complaint that I found fairly salient is that one of the reasons Black Panther was so popular is because of the p- depiction of Wakanda as being, you know, a technologically advanced, self-sufficient African superpower. But in this movie, it looks like, you know, they kind of fall into strife in Civil War, and it kind of ruins the escapism aspect of it, and kind of like, you know, the stereotypical tribalism and conflicts of Africa are kind of interjected into this. Um, Which, you know, maybe people are making too big a deal out of it. It is just a movie, but like, I I kind Mm -hmm. of accept some of that criticism. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I don't... Just from a story perspective, it seems to me um, like this is a natural like the the plot kind of is a natural follow from the ending of the first one because the whole point of the ending was like we are going to become part of world politics now so we have to deal with world politics yeah In, but it's supercharged yeah supercharged geopolitics so it's Latveria and uh, Atlantis now yeah. yeah I mean that's the the weird part is I, I mean I don't know how advanced um atlantis is going to be shown as uh from the depictions that we see of any atlanteans it seems like they even have their own strife um but yeah. it doesn't seem like they're like an equivalent to wakanda so i just don't know how like you know in a world of like superpowers yeah, the design of at- the atlanteans is really inconsistent uh, I, know, oh, I know namor is half human so it makes sense that he'd look different but it just like He's not some blue. of them are blue. Some of them are are not as blue. Well, that's I I get. I don't know if that I haven't read the comics. I did hear that was a plot point or something that sounded familiar to somebody. That the fact that Namor is kind of rejected as the king is because he is the half human and he looks different from people. So yeah, like that is races. that is something that's part of his character conflict and in later iterations of the character mm-hmm. like the original Submariner comic run which I think Submariner was either the first or second uh, Marvel creation under the Marvel banner um, the Human Torch I think and Submariner were were both OGs mm-hmm. um, but in, in later comics yeah like the, the fact that he's half human uh, is kind of uh, a sticking point Generally, Nate, the Submariner is just angrier Aquaman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Spicy yeah, Aquaman. We'll see. I, 
yeah, I haven't really seen, or maybe I just haven't read into like how people are reacting to, you know, not recasting Chadwick. I mean, that was pretty early on, so maybe it's for the better that they, you know, let us know early on and said, hey, look, we're not going to recast them. Then everybody was like, pretty much, okay, well, it's obviously going to be like Shiri as the next Black Panther if you're coming out with a movie called Black Panther. Um, they also kind of didn't set it up in the second one for there to be a replacement at all because they burned all the flowers remember that aspect of it it, so i think they wrote them pull something out of their ass or not even try like in thor love and thunder where mjolnir comes back together because it has to to advance the plot (laughs) um and and yeah they they could just say like oh the, the the suit has special strength and now siri is like an Iron Man, kind of, with the Black Panther suit, but yeah, I, which, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know, it feels, it feels ill-conceived on a, on um, a few but, axes. But at least at the Comic-Con, when they were announcing it, there was a lot of emotions going around, um, just a lot of people who were close with Chadwick, and, you know, a lot of um, representation, I guess, as well, from the, uh, who, who was casted as Namor, um, he's, I think, uh, indigenous um, of the, like, Aztec or Mayan ancestry. So uh, that's kind of what they're basing that culture off of. So there was big representation there. Um, but, yeah, other than that, there was... No, most uh, most people in Mexico are of Aztec ancestry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, moving away from, like, the superhero side of things, uh, we did get a little bit of a trailer for John Wick. Uh, didn't really tell us a whole lot. More of a teaser, just a lot of shooting. Yeah, I mean, another, some, it's a, the thing it's about John, John Wick, Wick is like movie. even Keanu Reeves has said he's like John Wick. John Wick movie is gonna be a John Wick movie. Yeah. Like as long as I get to do tactical shooting and kung fu scenes, um, we'll just keep rolling them. Yeah. The story will never end. We'll go make a million. Yeah. I guess the uh, the they use nunchucks in it. And yes, I was surprised. Like. He actually used nunchucks. Yeah. He, he probably learned that over the summer and wanted to show it off. Yeah, they, they're using some more archaic weapons. There's that whole whole difference between archaic weapons, like bow and arrow, axe throwing. I guess that's like a John Wick staple at this point. You get a different bonus. It's a different, uh, yeah. you know. He got that a, upgrade. You have, to, you have to have a historics check to use those weapons. It's like he in Daikatana. Did. When you go back to the different time periods and you have to use the weaponry of the era. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, who? Lot, a couple more trailers. Um, there's there's a lot. That's why we, we got a. Uh, tar? We're like halfway through. So we're, we're Anybody care about Tar? About who cares tar? about Tar? Uh, it's not. Just want to clarify it's not about smoking, even though the, the trailer is Lady Smoking. It's about. That's her last name, is Tar. Um, she's like a composer or something, so this is like a music composer uh, kind of biopic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's red. Um. Yep. So they didn't really show us too much. Um. It's more of a teaser trailer. Uh. We have Till, which showed us a lot more. Yep. Um. This is gonna stir up things in the media. You're gonna hear of, about it. Yeah. A it's lot a, of the comment section is like, "I'm not even ready to watch this movie." Yeah. It yeah. is kind of fucking repugnant what people had to go through in the Jim Crow South. Yeah. Which yeah. was 
not that long ago. No, no. I mean, uh, what was it? Didn't somebody say like recently, like, like his mother is still alive or just recently passed? Or I, yeah, I believe I th- it. I think I think she is still alive. Um, so it's pretty fucking crazy that like you know somebody who should mm. be alive today, uh, yeah, you know, was, was was lynched like fucking lynched and 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 the things that they did i think really turned the tide for um just kind of like a wake up movement like this is the first like kind of oh, maybe yeah, not the first but it was was kind of like towards the genesis of the the major civil rights movement that led to yeah. lasting change and and I, I think i think it put out a lot of powerful imagery they 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 mentioned that a couple times in this where the images that were shown and the fact that uh, news broadcasts were just being more commonplace across the U.S., uh, and they showed the open casket, and they had pictures thrown around, and the story followed. Um, it just, it, I think it hit different than if you probably were hearing it happen on a radio. Um, I think it just brought a bunch of attention to it, which is uh, important, uh, but fucking awful that it had to happen like that. Um, so they... they they depict Emmett Till, um, this nice kid and everything, and it seems like they're gonna. It's gonna be a pretty big A to B kind of story uh, that they they kind of show everything leading up to that event, and yeah. then everything that follows afterwards. Yeah, it's it's def it's gonna be more about I think what follows afterwards. I think Emmett mm-hmm. Till is probably gonna be in the first thirty minutes of the movie, and uh, the rest is gonna be about you know how his his death um the the ripple effects had yeah. had yeah. yeah how it affected the civil rights discourse in the country because uh, you know it is it's fucking disgusting that a 14 year old kid was killed because he was accused at whistling at a white woman like oh my god what a horrific crime you know that wasn't there something that recently just came out where the woman who accused him or something like that is still alive and like they're 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 debating on if they should press charges if it'll be worth it i mean i gotta i mean if they're the pressing charges on that like 90 year old nazi guy that was in the fucking news the other day where they're like oh yeah he's 94 but he was nazi and not too late yet for him i guess well yeah i don't i mean like I don't know what crime she would be guilty of, like filing a false police report. What's the statute of yeah, limitations on that? Oh, it's an. Oh, it was the unserved warrant. There was an unserved warrant that still can be like. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's. Sorry, uh, I think it's of that of the lady that I think called in. Um, unserved. I'll have the full. Right here. Um, in the basement of a Mississippi courthouse in late June, members of Minnesota-based Emmett Till Legacy Foundation discovered an unserved warrant, 1955 warrant, charged Carolyn Bryant Donham in the kidnapping of Emmett Till, a black 14-year-old oh, from Chicago. Okay. So it was a, maybe mob. not of that lady, but yeah, of the lynch mob. So there's a lot of more information behind that. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's, a true story. It's a, it's a horrible story. Um, well, I mean, it's horrible what happened to him, but, you know, it is mm. good came it's out of it in the end. 
um, yeah. in a roundabout way. So it's, it'll it's be a, a um, it'll be interesting to see how how um, intense it's gonna be because you know I could see this if it's like if they're not gonna go hard as hard with it as like as hard as they probably could. Um, this could be like I'm picturing like uh, this as like you could put you could put up in your social studies class or in your US history class. Yeah, I think it's going to be if you remember the Ruby Bridges movie. Mhm. Probably about that level, maybe a little bit more adult. Yeah. Um, um the lady Carolyn Bryant Dunham is in her 80s. Uh and I think they are also trying to lead they're trying to get that to a grand jury and hope for a conviction of an 80-year-old. So I mean, it's some amount of closure for them. Mm -hmm. So I I get it. Yeah. Um, All right. That's the last big one, I think. I want to give a shout-out to one I just caught while I was looking through these. Um, Again, it's from Primes, uh, their trailers. It's the the League of Their Own reboot. Why? Um, Why does this exist? The first one was all you needed. Don't know. Gotta have it. They gotta have it. It doesn't look like awful. Um, but this was one of this is one of those things you're gonna see if they have to prove it out. It's they've got the um, who is uh, it was they've got the uh, the actress who played the lady hockey player on Letterkenny. What was that character's name? It was like Marine. Marine. Fucking no. Where they were like, uh, they were just like chaffing back and forth. That's I immediately recognized her as uh, as one of the actors here. It it looks far inferior to the Tom Hanks movie, and um, the one of the principal characters is is a black lady, which I'm almost certain that the uh, women's baseball league that was operating in the 1940s was not integrated at the time. I mean, Jackie Robinson didn't break the color barrier till 46. Mm-hmm. Awkward. What if she did it first before Jackie Robinson? Man, I'm women a special player because Jackie shit. Robinson was really fucking good. <laughs> Um, well, we'll yep. see. Hopefully, Let's, this means that the actual the movie will be on Prime Video then. Um, I, the original yeah, movie or yeah, hopefully. I mean, if you've never seen League of Your Own, great. Tom Hanks, fantastic. Um, there is no crying in baseball, and there is no crying in the follow up where we take a look at the box office winners and losers of the week that was, and that week was uh, 29th week of this year. Spanning July 22nd through the 24th. Opening in first was Nope. Mm, yep. Audiences said yep. And it brought in a $44.36 million take. Um, yeah. um, I I did also... I went to see this um, in a lovely empty theater. That was, <laughs> that was excellent. Um... I I thought it was I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. Um, there was a lot. 
going on thematically with it. This is definitely one of those. I saw it described, and I agree with this, as like a a talk about it in the car ride home kind of movie. Hmm. Um, where I guess one of the issues with us, and again, we I haven't seen us either. Um, we should but, try get out. Yeah, <laughs> I heard you recommend it. Um, I heard one of the issues I've heard about us was that apparently, like, it did. When it got to the end, it kind of like beat you over the head with its themes. It was very on the nose about it. Um, and this one, watching watching Nope, um, it was not didn't seem to be that way at all. Um, it, you can you can take it as deep or as or as shallow as you want it because at the end of the day, like a, on the fundamental plot level and story level, it's it's a fine movie. And then you can take any thematic readings into it and uh, enjoy it on that level. Jake, I would say to definitely go watch it. Um, it's not a horror movie. Uh, there's like maybe one jump scare. Uh, it can be scary. There's there's a scene in the middle that everyone was going out like, dude, this is fucking, this is out there. This this freaked me the fuck out. Um, yeah. It's a it's a big action scene. And I can't really spoil a lot of it because talking about sure. the nature of what's going on is, it's all kind of a big twist there. Yeah, this um, might be the first Jordan Peele movie I actually want to go see, or actually go see. Mm. Yeah, no. I've always wanted to go see Get Out, but <laughs> just, uh, you know, too steep for my blood. Yeah, um, Yeah. so I would I would definitely watch it. Um, I will never see a chimpanzee the same again. I mean, it wasn't that <laughs> big heard. of a change, but, uh, you know, just a good reminder. Just a good reminder there. Um, and... And yeah, the actors are, are fantastic. Um, who's the who's the main actor in it? Shoot, um, I know Stephen Young is Yun. Stephen Young is in it. Stephen Young does great in this. He, but he he's not the main little side yeah. part. Yeah, it's Katie um, Daniel, and, uh, uh, oh, Daniel uh, Kaluuya. He is okay. he is on point in this. Kiki Palmer also amazing. See the um, guy with the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the, uh, he's got the, uh, the look emotive eyes. eyes. Yep, With Keith David is in it for like a hot second. They don't even show him in the trailer, but he's there. Yeah. Um, it's a good, it's a good mystery. It doesn't play its hand too early at all. And as we just discussed, in like this world where there's a lot of burnout going in in the CGI industry, they go by the classic kind of movie um, adage of like, don't show, it, like, save it for the for the good shot yeah you don't show the monster yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um so yes i it, it was a it was a very enjoyable movie do not regret watch going there at all i would recommend you go watch it and not exactly nipping at its heels in second place is thor love and thunder down 51.6 percent from the previous week um it's third week uh bring in 22 and a half million dollars it has brought in six hundred and seven million dollars worldwide, almost six oh eight, six oh seven point nine. Uh, but in domestic gross, at least, and we'll we'll do the big reveal when I click on it after reading off the total this week. Minions: Rise of Gru is only four million behind it, uh, bringing another eighteen million down, only thirty two point eight percent, despite leaving nearly three hundred theaters. Um. Brought in two hundred ninety-eight million domestically, and it is out earning Fourth Love and Thunder globally by the tune of forty million dollars. And the fact that Fourth Love and Thunder is only 
four million ahead and it's dropping fifty percent week over week, I don't think it's gonna catch minions. Four Eleven Thunder is going to do worse at the box office than Minions Rise of Gru. I've been saying it for years. Bingo card. I've been saying it for years, albeit small. Minions got legs. Legs they got. They're um, they're popping the minion champagne out at the fuck at the uh, at the uh, board meeting here. What yeah. they lack in, in in long legs, they have multiple legs, many many of legs, and it, it goes for. Ooh, mini of course champagne. that exists. Why am I surprised? I want to get Unfortunately, it. this is not filled with alcohol. It says no alcohol, and then what is it? Banana juice or something like that? It's a, they call it party drink. God, okay, yep, that makes sense. That doesn't sound concerning at all. Uh, Where the Crowd at Sing brings in fourth place with $10.3 million, down 40% from its opening weekend. Top Gun Maverick brings in another $10 million, only down 16.5% in its ninth week. My God. One point- I get it because, like, I haven't gone out to see it yet, but I do want to see it before it leaves theaters. <laughs> so- you got Jake, you don't. Just go watch it, dude. Just take an hour after after work someday. <laughs> yeah, take, take an hour. One hour. Two take hours. Just Beyonce, <laughs> go watch Tom Cruise for an hour. Two hours. Two, two hours, and a half time. hours. Maybe maybe three hours. I, I feel weird though walking into time. a theater with lube. It's just okay. We're just gonna. gonna yeah, no, I I don't have a good that. one for that. Sorry, Jake. You set it up. I couldn't. I I did not get. I did not give you the alley oop. Elvis with a uh, fairly good week on week retention, only down 17.7%. In sixth place with $6.5 million. That has brought in $216 million worldwide, probably in the black, but uh, certainly not a runaway smash hit. But I don't know what the expectations for the Elvis biopic were. Uh, in seventh, in just its second week. <laughs> But in six yeah. more theaters uh, is positive. also losing to Minions: Rise of Gru. Yeah, getting fucking <laughs> stomped into the fucking dirt by Minions: Rise of Gru is Pause of Fury: The Legend of Hank, down thirty-eight point seven percent and bringing in just three point eight million dollars. And once again, like only its even second say, week. Yeah, you can't even say that it's like the budget version or like the you know the the great value version of like minions or whatever other popular kids movie it's because the tickets the same price yeah um, i mean when this one shows up in the two for three you know the two for three bin at the at the target um then it'll be cheaper which i i think it's destined to do because it has brought in you ready for this 15.8 million dollars worldwide Oh, this yeah. movie wrote, has to be for tax this purposes. Off as a loss hard. Yeah, this is a tax tax movie, right? Tax losses, food fight be. levels. It has to be like they got a lot of like big name voice talent, and this has been in in development for a while. Um, like Top Gun made one point two billion dollars worldwide. 3, yeah. Um. Uh. That's gonna be taxed 
pretty hard. But if they say they lost a hundred million dollars on <laughs> on a Hank movie, well, yeah, this had a fucking billboard in like New York City while I was driving up to Boston. I mean, what can we say? Bill, uh, I mean, um, Mel Brooks also made the producers, <laughs> so he knows he knows that move. Yeah. Um... Critics are not loving it. It's got a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 66% rating on Fandango. Fandango. But, as we know, you can really only trust professional critics so much. They have agendas, hidden or otherwise. Um, they're on the take. But, you know, who is not really savvy enough to realize when they're being offered a bribe the people who patrol the IMDP user review mm-hmm. section <laughs> they have integrity and maybe a slight dearth of intelligence that makes them above taking bribes and so their reviews are real they're from the heart you could say that they're real reviews from real reviewers with traits becoming of such um such as JJ Face 23 um, and his yeah. 10 out of 10 review of Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Visually stunning and absolutely hilarious. I just watched the hit movie, Pause of Fury, and it was truly one of the most beautiful, life changing experiences I've ever laid my eyes on. My heart was pounding at two paw billion pumps a nanosecond. My life will never be the same after this masterpiece. Nine out of twenty one found it helpful. Uh, the best part about this is like they're trying to get it to go to the, trying to get the more billions going. Yeah, they, uh, this uh, is not the. I mean, <laughs> I mean technically it is like this. If you're gonna put your more billions on a horse, this is what it's gonna be. But everyone else rode the minions train into the station. Yeah. Well, I have some reviewers who might think that take is pretty pawful. Ah. Yeah, none of them said that. Um, I wish, I wish they it, it was set up. Maybe it's embedded in here somewhere. So, Lipine Lipine girl uh, said one out of ten. Truly, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. There are many sarcastic slash fake ten star reviews. No, never. But I'm willing to mean? tip that the was scales totally and legit what I just read. <laughs> and make people think that this movie has great reviews like that. The writing is so incredibly lazy, and the movie does not flow at all. I don't think any of the jokes landed. The fact that it was almost two hours of this nonsense has me baffled. I've wanted to fall asleep or get up and leave a movie so badly. My kid laughed a couple times, but that's it. Also, before the movie, there is a Nickelodeon clip about a hamster that they play at at the end of it. You will be Googling how to get last two minutes of your life back or how to get amnesia. Don't do it. What the fuck was that last bit? Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> don't just don't do it. Two out of ten found that helpful. It broke this user reviewer. Like mm-hmm. these IMDb user reviews are like different breeds of people. They're special, and this one got almost broken by Pause of Fury. Yeah, I feel I feel powerful for her. 
truly um, a, a powerful turn of events. Yeah, like this one, this review from uh, Matthew Michael Hoffman. Never trust a man with three names. <laughs> um, Matthew Michael Hoffman, six out of ten. Poop and farting is my kind of humor. Six point. All right, score six point one out of ten. This was a cute, funny, enjoyable movie, and proof you can put Samuel L. Jackson in anything, and I'll like it. Wasn't any groundbreaking animation, but a few of the jokes stuck well, and I, of course, loved the two Star Wars references made. It was pretty cool that they decided to break the fourth wall a few times, and Michael Sarah made Hank a really lovable character. This movie also confirmed that I still find poop and farting to be funny. That is all. Zero out of one. What a, what a shock. Uh, Peach Jerry has a, has a 9 out of 10 review here. Excellent animated effort. I agree. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I agree with the positive reviews. Funny and entertaining. But I see a number of negative reviews. <laughs> I'm wondering if the style of humor just wasn't some people's cup of tea. As for me, totally entertaining. Zero four found that helpful. <laughs> the list of cinematic transgressions runs long. <laughs> Trying to channel oh, that we've energy. Got, we've got PTDNC. SXQ says one out of ten. That I don't know who that person is. That's their that's our crypto password. That's their wallet account. I was reading some fucking random thread on Twitter about I want to say baseball, and fucking a random crypto bro just interjected his shit into there. I'm like, oh yeah, no, are you on about? (laughs) Buy Doge, buy Doge, safe moon to the moon. Cast is the only positive. Only? Really? No. I watch almost every movie that hits theater, and this has got to be the worst. Fourth wall breaks happen at least five times, one of which is the opening scene. Spoiler alert. There was really only one laugh-out-loud moment. Lol. And it was the boat scene. Those who have seen it, so that it fourth... Those, those that have seen it will know. Otherwise, the movie was lazy and poorly done. The story is tired and it knows that. So it fourth wall breaks and tried to make it funny. But it doesn't land. Samuel Jackson and Ricky Gervais were the only bearable characters in the movie. George Takai got hardly any screen time at all, despite having one of the most famous voices in the cast. Oh my. When he was on screen. Oh, is he the one who says, oh my? They do say that as a quote. Uh, along with Jimbo, what in the father cocker spaniel is going on here? And Oga says, oh my. What dumb. What that dumb. Where the fuck was I? George Sakai got hardly any screen time at all, despite having one of the most famous voices in the cast. When he was on screen, he almost always said, oh my, which is just plain lazy. I'd rather watch Kung Fu Panda or maybe even Grass Grow than, then, then watch this. Not what? Why would you it's even Dan. like? Th- not that's worth the money spent. Kung Fu Panda. What the fuck? Kung Fu Panda is just a good movie. 
There, there is a gentleman I saw like the first five minutes of a video essay before I scoffed at his opinions that tried to suggest that Kung Fu Panda was a superior trilogy to How to Train Your Dragon. So it has its fans. It's up for debate, um, but what's not up for debate? The wrong this is last review. Well. This is a strong one um, from Julia Silatanga. Uh, five out of ten. <coughs> Not for kid. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda is the benchmark. If you can't surpass this movie, please don't even bother make similar kind of story slash animation. The joke is not for kid and all predictables from the beginning. Don't waste your time watching this movie. Zero out of zero. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Not for kid. Not for kid. Kid, kid no watch. Movie watch kid. Movie kid, watch kid. Kid has no friend. Um, All right. Yeah, so that's that's Pause of Fury, Legend of Hank. Hey, uh, hey disappointment. As, Can't wait to see it out of the top ten next week. As honestly, um, I could not find a like genuine sounding 10 out of 10 review. <laughs> and the 9 out of 10 are pretty sparse, too. Um, Just not a lot of reviews. Who'd have n- thunk? Yeah. Uh, the Black Phone continues to bring in some good returns there. Another $3.5 million this week, um, bringing its total worldwide gross to $131 million. Jurassic World Dominion is almost out of the top ten, hanging on at number nine, down the spot from last week. Uh, down almost 40%, leaving nearly 500 theaters, $3.1 million. 922 million worldwide, so it's going to fall just short of that billion dollar threshold. Um, and rounding out the top 10, we have Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Uh, down, <laughs> opening in 21 more theaters, but down 27.9%, um, bringing just $1.4 million. And it's only released domestically, where it has brought in $5.58 million. Now that that just might put it in the black, but it is uh, not an inspiring total. Really makes you wonder if it was worth releasing in theaters. But uh, yeah. who knows? That is going to be the follow-up, however, and we'll talk now quickly about some gaming news. And I've, I've kept it brief because we're running long. Um, you can now use yep. all the... Nintendo Online Classic Controllers with Steam. Uh, Nintendo has released uh, first-party controllers. Uh, Heavy use of air quotes. Um, Because, like, amongst them is the Genesis. And Nintendo is not Sega. They do not own Sega. So it's not really a first-party controller. It's just, I guess, a higher-quality third-party controller. But they're yeah. all they're all Bluetooth usable with the Switch, uh, designed for use with the Switch and the Nintendo uh, online emulation service. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have N64, NES, SNES, and Sega Genesis controllers. Uh, Hyperkin, I think, also has maybe not Hyperkin, but Sega has a partnership with some other retro controller outfit, and they do. Um, they have Genesis controllers and they have Saturn controllers. And the Saturn controllers 
And that ha I did not buy a Genesis controller, but I can say that the Saturn controller feels like the real deal. Um, and as anyone who has half a brain uh, knows, the Sega Saturn controller is the finest 2D gamepad ever created. Don't at me. Um, it's got everything you want. It's got everything you want, everything you need, nothing you don't. Can can take over the world with all those things. But they're now officially supported on Steam via controller configurations. So uh, go nuts with your RetroArch install. Uh, yeah. Meta is losing almost one uh, billion a month on the Metaverse. <laughs> oh oh no. God. Yeah, they they were they were down for like the second quarter in a row. Yeah, and um, they just released the Oculus Quest Two, or I guess Meta Quest Two, since it's no longer Oculus. Uh, it costs a hundred dollars more than the previous Quest, and adds no new features. Oh God! Uh, I thought I got mine for shelf. free. Mine was a golf club add-in. It's it's a wonder that they are struggling. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. You know what? I don't care. Good. Get them out of here. Just like get, I don't. Get them out of here. I don't really care about the fact that 2K has quietly delisted almost all of the WWE 2K games from Steam. Um, I have the ones that I care about installed on my hard drive. So, um, a lot of the PC ports were were pretty rough around the edges so I, I I don't necessarily see um, any reason to mourn too greatly their loss um, and lastly in, in some sad news but um, I have to say that I my skepticism has kind of been rewarded a little bit with the news that the Knights of the Old Republic re remake has been delayed indefinitely as Aspire Media is undergoing some uh, hard times and there's uh, classic video game developer shenanigans a shake up in the near future which does not necessarily bode well for the future of the project um, like I said when this was announced I will believe this quarter remake when it is installed on my hard drive and booted up on my system um, and until such a time, it is just vaporware. So, um, I so dig deeper into the story. Uh, according to Bloomberg, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, Aspire, so I think that's a media developer that was doing it, completed a vertical slice demo of the remake at the end of June to show executives at Lucasfilm and Sony. The following week, art director Jason Miner and design director Brad Prince were both fired from the studio. Prince indicated on his LinkedIn page that the termination was not expected, writing, Things can change very fast in a day. I am no longer working for Aspire and looking for work. The vertical slice essentially a demo that intended to showcase of, of the game's intended features in action, yeah, and that Monkey Island creator Ron Gilbert once called one of the dumbest things the game industry has ever come up with. It's apparently the cause yeah. of the uproar. So, I mean, a vertical slice is a common deliverable in game development. Mm -hmm. um, and like like Jake said, it's basically just a, a sample of how the game is going to play and interact. Maybe it's like a, a piece of a level or, or whatever, what have you. Um, I'm not 
with a remake like this of of a game that's fairly simple in in design as Knights of the Old Republic, I don't I don't think a, a vertical slice is really a, a far along milestone. It, it means they have art assets um, further along, I guess. But um, from the sounds of things, uh, they were not pleased with the <laughs> vertical slice. So changes yeah, were made. Um, it said Aspire studio bosses weren't pleased with the state of it or the amount of time and money that had been put into creating it. Um, so either maybe their direction for like selling it is not going to like give enough kickback to like you know make reason for like the amount of time and money that they're putting into it, which sucks because like we want time and money to be put into it, and I probably would pay a reasonable amount for it. I would pay as much as would... ninety dollars for a deluxe edition, <laughs> like really fuck? good coder modernization. If with like maybe deal added DLC or something like that on there. Well, just or... Q, updated graphics, QOL improvements, that sort of thing. It, it run- Best I can do is a plastic Darth Nihilus mask. <laughs> it running on modern systems without having to jump through a million fucking hoops. I want it to come with a canvas bag. Nothing less, nothing more. Mm-hmm. I will not accept nylon. <laughs> if you know what fucking if they just i would i would kind of be surprised but like not i would be intrigued and surprised if instead of making the kotor video game they just took the what is it like advanced D rule set and just made a kotor like setting book or like a campaign book i don't know what's the what's the word for that jake a uh, module yeah just made a kotor module for D fifth edition I mean, that's what I'm pretty sure Coder I'm pretty was sure essentially it a module yeah. for Neverwinter Nights. Well, I'm, pretty sh- <laughs> I'm pretty sure it exists online somewhere. Somebody made something up where, like, you can do Star Wars D&D based. Let me see. Um, where they, like, I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's, I mean, D&D. Yeah, they a, do a Star a lot Wars with, based um, D&D module seems like something yeah. that's guaranteed to exist. Um, yeah. Aspire is said to be seeking new projects and the state of the remake is unknown whether or not Aspire will continue as the developer or if it will be moved to a different studio. I don't know what's Bioware doing these days. So they, at the, at, towards the end of this article there's also some concerns about the remake's projected timeline. Aspire had said internally that it'd be out by the end of the year but developers now reportedly believe launch sometime in 2025 is more realistic. That is if everything stays the same. Unclear, yeah. Everything's I mean, unclear. It's... So everything is fluid. I I wouldn't mind go them back if... into hiding for another seventeen years until its brood hatches again. Now, I mean, if everything I... is already laid out for you, right? Like yeah. you're essentially just redoing all the the rigging, animation, and, and art assets because you have all Weren't the they, like, dialogue having... lines recorded already. You have. I thought they were. Bring them back to re-record. I mean, they might record some stuff, but like they they have a full game's worth of dialogue already in a full game's worth yeah. of quest trees. They really just have to like. I'm I'm sure the code base isn't too complicated for it because it's all like dice rolls and shit behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. It seems can't, like, like something that could come together fairly quickly. Yeah, I'm surprised they can't like just plug in the already created dialogue into some like AI generator like and upscaler just, yeah like just make it new just 
fucking Probably use the clips that they have and use some sort of AI technology beast from Google that can just pump out new lines. No more. Sure Gone are the days of voice actors. It sound like shit. Yeah. Gone are the days of voice actors. Just I want everybody to say A B A through Z. All the actors are and just we'll the, put that lady the voice from TikTok. Yeah. God, I hate that voice yeah. so much. I'm fine with it. Or the spooky guy voice. You thought yeah. I killed your father, Luke. I am your father. I can't, you know. I am your father, no, I am Luke. Your father. I am your father. Or no, I am your father, I guess. Yeah. Um, you I do, Luke, I, I I I do conflate father. the Luke together. But I do know that it begins with, no, I am your father. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's, he it's actually the, says Luke, Luke says Will baby. I am your father. You know, it's it's in the square brackets. Under you know, dead. when they're they're quoting someone and they they yeah. mention someone in, in like a pronoun and they put who they're talking about in the square brackets. <laughs> That's the quote Luke. in my head as I see it. <laughs> no, Luke. you mean Luke. he doesn't say, "Lukey baby, I'm your papa." Luca. What Luca, are you doing? I'm your papa. Luke, I Luca. am your father. <laughs> I'm here Luca, to tell the you family. about the dark side. <laughs> Meet Uncle Palpy. He's like a he great kills, guy. He kills Palpatine episode three. And we want just like you just killed a made man. Where did you get this <laughs> lightsaber? I I hit it up my ass. <laughs> it was your father's. I mean, what from is the or, war what from was the Clone Wars? Wars. Me. But just I'm your father. We were held captive <laughs> from the droids, so I put it Can in my get, ass. <laughs> Can we get uh, Chris Topher Joaquin? Uh, <laughs> The, my new my new uh, OC from the Star Wars Legends timeline. Oh, Luke, I'm strong with the Force. Oh, we've oh. got to go to Tatooine. We gotta go to Tatooine. <laughs> That's no moon. <laughs> That's a battle. Why are there two suns? <laughs> If you strike laser swords, you strike wonderful. me down. I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. One, it'll be like I need more, more producing your sound. Yo, that lightsaber is great and all, but I need more lightsaber. Why don't you add a second <laughs> blade? <laughs> wow, that's great. I've got a favor, and the only prescription is more lightsaber. Fucking Disney writing the sequels, probably. Christopher, Christopher Walken. That is that is a good Star Warsization of a name. What is <laughs> what is that in Wookie? <laughs> now that we've blown all of our no, I, I all leave, of our listeners' eardrums far enough back not to clip because I'm a fucking professional. I didn't clip. I'm good. Um, all right. Well, let's let's get into our feature, which we have cleverly yeah. disguised. Uh, no mention of the fact, no. other than the out. title of the episode. When you clicked on it, you would have no idea that we are in fact yeah. discussing the third season of The Boys. Um, oh, boys! Which I, d- I think I've exhausted all the Kenny's lo- Loggins puns I can use for a title of this episode. It's uh, uh, you know in Spanish, it's El Hermanitos. I, I'm led to believe <laughs> the little men. <laughs> the little men. Um, there's another word we would typically use for that, uh, ninos. <laughs> well, there is there is a, a ninos in the first episode of this, I believe. Mm-hmm. There is a little man. They, f- I can't believe he... they finally we finally found the boy. 
Yeah. <laughs> they did. They did the. Uh, they did the fucking Ant Man meme with Thanos. I will. Except in a penis. Yeah. Uh, that. That was a strong start. Yeah. Strong start to the season. So I'll I'll say this, and I I have, I have a reputation as being a bit of a boys hater, or I guess not not necessarily a hater, just a non-believer. I never really bought into the hype. You're a critic. That's what You're I do. Critical. I'm a critic. Ah. Um. This season was the best season so far. It came close to what I think the show should be. Um, but I, I worry that the next season, after seeing the finale, I was very optimistic before the finale, but where everything ends up in the finale, um, I think the show is going to lean more into where it's weaker and that's kind of its haphazard uh, political allegories. Um, it seems like that's going to be a focus of the next season. Um, much like Peter with Thor Love and Thunder, I, I was misled by the trailer for the original season of The Boys where it kind of positioned it as an action comedy and it it tries to do some dark comedy, but a lot of what I think uh, is supposed to be a joke doesn't necessarily land for me at least uh, I can only stand so many uh, these people are sexually depraved jokes but anyway but the gist of what I was saying is that like I it seemed like from the first season's trailer that was going to be an action comedy sort of deal they do some dark comedy but a lot of what is supposed to be a joke is kind of like the same sort of thing over and over again it, mm -hmm. it lost its luster quickly and in a post peacemaker world um you know I, I had to reconcile that maybe the show's just trying to be a straight drama so I think viewing it through that lens this season kind of enhance my enjoyment but even when you do that you're like the characters kind of like do the same shit over and over again with no real progression yeah or that was very yeah, they, minimal progression one, one of my um, comments about the first season kind of carries over into the second season because of what they didn't do in the first one was again I, I always said I you know this the boys, I would have thought from the premise that every episode they would have been uh, killing a soup. Like a real episode, episodic style yeah. show. But um, they, they, they do, you know, like the long movie season sort of deal. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's to the better betterment of the show, but this show, they, they discovered that you can occasionally use levity. Um, and have lighthearted character interactions. And dark humor. That yeah. aren't, you know, just complete misery. Like when Huey shows back up at the boys' HQ, you know, his interaction with Frenchie there, you know, that that was like, oh, yeah, that's like a real human interaction with people that are happy to see each other and not, you know, mm -hmm. on the razor's edge of fucking going on a <laughs> genocidal rampage. Who'd have thunk? Yeah, I, I think they did a good job at like fleshing out a lot more of um of Butcher's character 
uh, he, he did. He was feeling like it was the same thing over and over again, uh, to the point where it's like, okay, I kind of get it. I've been getting it for the past the other two seasons that he's he's an angry British man with daddy issues, and he you says, know we oh, found out he's got some. He's oh, he, oh, he got he got that uh, that bro- the brother issues too. So it's like, okay, you're just being like your dad and the sins of your father. Which was um, kind of like a theme for this season. Yeah, they did a better job at like really portraying, even if it was like on the nose. Um, that's what I'm kind of starting to appreciate a little bit more of certain movies that are coming out. Like you said, with Nope, like the ending theme was kind of on the nose. And no, no, it it was that was us. I was oh. talking about. Oh, us that was, was on one the, of the nose. Criticisms of us was that they oh. beat you over that. No, Nope was very good about its themes. Oh, okay, so well, I, I still. So, what I said is like kind of true for other movies that have been come out recently where like the themes are very like obvious and they kind of just, they kind of hit you on the head with it, but like they do it in an appropriate way where it doesn't feel like it's forced and it's just, it's out there and it's digestible. So when you have a theme like the sins of our fathers and you see three different aspects of it, where you have the butcher's aspect of his father and how he just turned out to be basically like him. Um, even kind of Huey too. Huey's like, he learned towards the end, his father wasn't actually this weakling and he was, had this strength that he had to recognize and he did learn from him. Whereas Butcher maybe didn't. And then also mother's milk that his sense of his father's just kind of morphed him into this. Yeah. This season was more like, how the characters are reacting to their to the next generation yeah all all the uh, all the principal characters had some level of parental strife that influenced them even even ryan has has an internal conflict between his two father figures um mm. yeah so that, no, that, that was, was that definitely was very a major theme of it I, um yeah, I, I don't know if we want to get into spoilers. I guess we... I guess so, because, like, I mean... It's been out for a little I'll while. All I'll say is, um, if you've watched season two, keep this this is better than season two, I'd say. Oh, definitely. Um, and if you... The, 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 shocking, the shocking episode was Herogasm, I guess. That was the, <laughs> the big ticket, like... Yeah. Um, come look at the spectacle... Uh, episode which was nice because in a show that like was rather devoid of any real like action for large swaths of the first two seasons it was the lizard brain and me enjoyed seeing the the two strong guys fight to see who was the strongest (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so episode after episode five, they did the whole like uh, marketing ploy uh, to to hype up Herogasm when they announced the title of it. Like, oh, uh, it was banned in like four countries. Co- comic uh, comic readers knew exactly what was happening um, from a, a comic reader. I heard that it was it was appropriate, it was adequate, it lived up to the Herogasm in the comics, even though this show is definitely trying to just use the boys as like a reference plot only and use like kind of overarching storylines as like the they've, basis. They've diverged so funny. far was... at this point that it's it's a completely yeah. different thing. Like the characters yeah. are inspired by 
the source material, and that's well, about it. In the it. comics, that was the yeah, big the discourse comics. out for this season. Was like, hey, maybe the comics aren't like as good. Maybe this, yeah, like this might help the general audience kind of start to see the light. Like, oh, maybe comics aren't like well, you see, that amazing was, literature. That was one of the things that kind of confused me about the the huge amount of hype for the first season. Because I I read the boys around the time it came out, um, a couple years later, like oh eight I'd, I'd say is when I first read it, mm-hmm. and when I remembered it when they announced the the show I was like, why is everyone so excited about it? The comic was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why either because it's moving beyond. Well, I guess unless unless hey, maybe the season's just like that much better, and they're, I mean, it is I think like probably the best season of them all. Um, it it really it does it hits every nail on the head. It kind of gives us like a satisfying conclusion to some stories. Um, it gives us answers that we didn't have before, and it sets up the next season yeah, really the classic well. Classic season end. Tune in for the next uh, the next chunk of adventures. Yeah, and, and I guess like the the. The benefit to comic readers is that they know kind of where this is heading because they they kind of do take themes or not well, themes I but like plot points from the comics and then just adapt them for this show. I have no idea so, where they're trying to go with it at this point. I think it's it's oh, completely veered off off the rails. Um, that there was like some sort I, of similarities. Um, like if I understand correctly, Kurt, like the. Like the ending of the boys was like at the point where they revealed Black Noir's identity. Yeah, so that was like a big twist at towards the end. That was like the last major like villain. Um, the ending of the boys is um, Butcher and and Huey having a showdown. I don't remember who kills who off the top of my head, but um, mm. they're the loose end to be tied up. Um, but well, there's also the, Noir, the Homelander taking over U.S. government, yeah. too, as, like, the the where this, where it seems like they're heading with this. Yeah, and, I mean, like, that that's another, that's a story arc they can adapt, but it doesn't lead, it doesn't seem to be, well, it's obviously now not leading to the reveal of Black Noir being a mm-hmm. Homelander clone uh, set up by Vought as insurance if they ever lost control over Homelander, but he goes insane and and mm-hmm. debauchery uh concludes. And Soldier that Boy seems, was basically yeah. just a fucking one off joke in the comics. But they they <laughs> made him a whole ass character in this and uh I think that's one of the brighter points of the season is Jensen Ackles' Soldier Boy. Yeah. Um they they did some good stuff with Soldier Boy. And they had fun with it too because they could they could they could show in just kind of mishmash way of just by showing like clips of old Vought International and how they like had their fingers and their mm-hmm. their uh, their puppets uh, into media as they do now, but like like what they did back then. And this one was like doing him oh the song I mean like the Soul Train ep- opening yes. thing. Uh, that's gonna be a standout moment from this show, that's and you can watch that right amazing. now. There's no spoilers in that. That is just an old clip of Soldier Boy on an old TV show. Um, it is worth talking it's on, about it's on YouTube. the the surrounding like the meta media for this season. Like if you looked at the like if you look at the video descriptions for each one of the episodes, 
it's like from the perspective of the Vought media team yeah. promoting a piece of, um, you know, like a Twitter promotion kind of for, you know, whatever whatever episode of the t- like, uh, TV or whatever event was coming up. You know, like they're, they're talking about like the Vought News Network, which is like their Fox analog. Um, yeah. And then that thing is that extends onto the YouTube where like everyone in the comments is kind of like snarkily playing along. Yeah. Which, uh, is nice. Like I, 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 I appreciate when the internet comes together to, uh, to create art like Twitch plays Pokemon or something analogous to that. Um, <laughs> and some of the Vought international videos are, are nice. I, I wish they had done because a lot of them are, are pretty funny and I wish they had incorporated more of that into the show because while this yeah. season was better and, and less miserable than the first two seasons I think you need to sprinkle in a little more levity in there like the mm-hmm. two ones I, I remember just the general interactions between Huey when he first shows back, back up at that boys HQ and yep. the fucking um, George Gershwin dance sequence with Kamiko and Frenchie. Yeah, that was great. Um, oh. just I, I just I pulled up the Vault International YouTube page. So the and weirdest, I don't know. While you're looking at it, the weirdest one the, for me, um, and while you're looking, you can find it. Um, it's the Deeps, his like Liquid Death ad. Which is weird for me because it's like Liquid Death is an actual product, yeah, so it's an yeah. actual ad. <laughs> disguising itself as a fake ad from what is from the world of the what boys. is also weird is in the comment section i don't know if these are botted no that's what i'm saying like everyone what? like is playing along with it every or if these are just people playing along and they're saying they're they're thinking that like the one person's like i have the deep posters all over my room i'm a big fan um Oh, just think, like, he had his best friend, Timothy, was brought up by Homelander during a meal with the Deep of Hot Towers. So, like... I'm sure some, some of it is astroturfing. Um, but but it's, it's effective astroturfing, I guess. Yeah, but I, I think a number of it is also people uh, wanting to be part of the the joke. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is fine, but I just thought it's... Good, good on the internet for playing along and making this uh, modern national YouTube page really, really come together and feel like it's in that world. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that. That is a really neat aspect of it where you see their inter- their media, and how it kind of merges with ours and and blurs that line, which is a really the neat element one being of the show. The uh, A the train, uh, Kylie Jenner. Oh, uh, the Pepsi ad. Yeah, well, that and um, I also enjoyed. I guess there were a few more moments of, of levity because there was the deep Kylie Jenner Pepsi parody, which was funny, and then there was also the uh, deep Gal Gadot Imagine. Uh, yes. Oh my one, God, that was which hilarious. Cracked me up. And the, when they it, it they creates, start off with the real it's, stuff, it's right? It's a little bit of a problematic uh, bit, though, because it implies the existence of our celebrities in the world of the boys. That's perfect. Yeah, which is weird when, like, Seth Rogen shows up as, like, not Seth Rogen. Yeah. You know, he does... Yeah, but, like, but, like, isn't that the whole point? Like, they do reference, like, some 
like celebrities in this and like oh we try to get this person in here but they're busy or whatever and right and oh that he's got to do a book signing it's like a with, Bojack with tom hanks kind of thing, you, know? you know yeah, yeah. but so like, kind of it kind of it's, it's, it's a little weird line. in the just the sense that like uh the superheroes are kind of like the celebrities of this world and and the celebrity culture surrounds the superheroes so like having their celebrities, celebrities yeah. in there is kind of like weird to reconcile i guess um they did stay yeah. away yeah. from anyone who like well i guess kamal and johnny was in eternals mm-hmm. but no one but, saw eternals yeah, so yeah. it's okay <laughs> yeah uh, there is a great tweet i saw from eternals because i didn't see it they're like yeah kevin feige is, he's super happy that no one saw eternals because no one's mentioned that there's a giant remainder of one of the celestials just like oh in God. the ocean which I guess they is still haven't the, gotten the Eternals that the yep. like a Celestial's corpse is just in chilling in the ocean and it's like it reaches like the the however many miles into the stratosphere and it's just chilling there and no one no one in the other media mentions it. Yeah, it's it's not not a big deal. <laughs> Don't think too hard about how it fits into the yeah. timeline. Um, I think <laughs> let's just let's get into spoilers. Um, yeah, I would say watch it. Yep. Um, I I don't think it would be I think the best way to go about this, especially because we're we're so deep in the cast, is not to talk go through like a plot synopsis necessarily. Um, just hit some hit some moments that just like like that one. That was well, I mean, moment. generally the plot um, is that they they try to find Soldier Boy because they think that, and they also yeah. start using the Temp V, so yes. that they the can do v. the pow- the superpower arc, yeah. but then stop it by the end of the season. Yeah. So they do temp V, they get some powers, uh, they find out there's a weapon, they don't know what it is right away, uh, but they're they're working they with um, um, the one, what is the lady? Um, Nina, right? Well, no, they're working with Nina, who has the head the, popper, uh, and Maeve, no, the, uh, uh, and she tells them that there's a Russian weapon to kill Homelander. Yeah, the colonel girl, or whatever. Yeah. The, the girl so then they, in Nicaragua when they... they Crimson the, Countess? No, the, <laughs> no. The, I'm just gonna list all of them until I hit the right one. Oh, the FBI or the CIA director yeah. lady. Oh, yes. Her. She's the one who tells them about the, the weapon, I believe. Oh, I thought it was Maeve. No, Maeve is or, dealing or the temp Maeve, to butcher. Maeve, maybe. Yeah, she was dealing with temp fee. She maybe referenced it, but would they, they press the, the uh, veteran girl. Um, oh, yeah, the CIA for um, the location uh, in Moscow or wherever in Russia it yeah. was of the lab. They got that information yeah, from her. Or Frenchie has the hookups and gets them that jet over there, and they find out that uh, when they once they break into that lab, that it's uh, Soldier Boy, which freaks out, kills uh, or gets rid of uh, Kimiko's powers using like a nuclear blast, which they they kind of just slide in the reasoning and like it fries out evaporates all the v that's in their bloodstream somehow right. that kimiko um, and frenchie's like they have like a little they have a little side adventure this and it's, season it's great it's great like they're they're the two characters that i think are, are the most or the easiest to root for yeah um yeah. and they're the most color i would say they're the most colorful of the boys because like, yeah they're, they're fleshed out point of view character butcher is just he's doing this carl his butcher carl urban thing no problem there mother's milk gets to be the serious 
kind of like um, down to earth kind of character, but like Frenchie and Kimiko, they're they're the spice. Yeah, they're they're, they're the Ringo. They're, they're the Ringo. They're the odd couple, um, and you know they they're they've gotten more development as characters than than the other people i think just throughout the yeah because mm's wasn't really about like him necessarily it was about his uh his family yeah and and not becoming his uh Mm -hmm. his father or whatever and not letting his daughter become like her her now her i guess not stepdad right um adopted dad yeah and, and that sort of thing i guess it'd be stepdad because mom mom stepdad, yeah. um and that kind of segues very nicely into where i feel the show uh did not learn from the previous season and it still remains kind of weak the contemporary politics they inject into it with very weak allegories like homelander mm-hmm. rallies you know, being like Trump rallies and, you know, yeah, it's the, pretty on the nose. I mean, I guess it was too subtle for a lot of people or rather there are probably <laughs> a few people who just didn't want to make yeah. that connection. And you know, I mean, the Stormfronters yeah, yeah. and like Proud Boys and other organizations like that. Like, it's just all very on the nose. And even the VNN sit downs with Homelander where it's like the Fox and Friends sort of like massaging ego sort of interviews like Mm. it just it's very surface level and it doesn't really say anything and like it's all recent history we've lived it like it's not yeah it's not brave or bold to do the 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 one thing i'll say i i I agree with most of that it's like it is on the nose and it's it it's tough because it starts to alienate people especially those who don't like don't want to get into the politics or if you make it too political and it seems like they're definitely going that way um but it is like bringing to mind like the idea of like just devout followers who are who will just Mm -hmm. follow you no matter what and it brings to mind like the quote that trump said like hey i could shoot somebody on fifth avenue and still win or still get their votes and you actually get to see finally the in the vision of homelander lasering somebody in the middle of a big crowd and everybody sees it and they cheer for him it is and it's like that's a really powerful message and it's a turning point and they've been leading leading to that point mm-hmm. every time when homelander's like i'm going to be unapologetically myself and it turns out in his favor now it's a it's a bold jump it's you got to take that jump first and sometimes it doesn't work out for you. Sometimes it does, and it keeps on working we'll see, for Homelander. Yeah, we'll see how, the funny, the which is like the part that I like about it that it's kind of is funny to me is that like um, so there's this scene at the towards the end, not the end of it show, but there's a scene where he's like he kind of just bitches out the remaining top brass of you know the whoever's left in the seven and um, what's her face the media manager. Oh, I, I forgot her, her name. Is. I don't like care. Kimberly or something like that. I forgot her name. Um, and way she walks too many away, scenes. and you see a shot Ash- of them. I'm like, Ashley. Ashley, yeah. And like, it just kind of that shot kind of just like hit to my head. Like, 
they've kind of almost taken the the real world allegory and like spun it all the way back around into this being like a Saturday morning cartoon villain because they looked like the you know there's if there's if Homelander is like the Skeletor, these guys are like the second you know the top level like henchmen, and then they're like the mm. regular henchmen underneath because like they looked like supervillains at that point, um, the three of them. The deep, oh, yeah, especially uh, with her wig off, you know, yeah. and they they put little seeds in there throughout the season of like her anxiously pulling out her hair, and now she's got to put a wig on because she lost pulled out all of her hair. And, like, there's been like these weird character arcs for the deep to finally back in the seven and doing all this mess up shit to just like buy himself back into the seven and a train. I like getting I like the heart of a racist just for the and... the cinematic pun of it is that literally like at the end of the season he is a black man with the literal heart of a white supremacist. He's yeah. he's a white supremacist yeah. at heart. And I just like yeah, ah, and I get you. That's funny joke. It's it it yeah, it's very thematic and, and very and funny true to that point. very nice. Um yeah. but it, it sucks though because it's almost like he completed his arc to where he's like, I don't care anymore. I'm gonna put all of my, you know, personal safety aside, and I'm just gonna all my anger right now on Blue Hawk, kill him, and take my last final run, even though it's gonna kill me. And he does, and he's like, okay, I'm ready to die. I've like lost my brother, you know, they, all this. They shit. seem to be really afraid of killing off any like major character. Like yeah, with Maeve at the end, like she gets to walk. That away. was a sacrifice moment. That was the moment where you have yeah. her sacrifice herself, and then that's it. You're mm-hmm. done. But then she's just fine at the end of it, and you're like, why? Like they they they're so afraid of like shaking up the cast of characters too much that like yeah. no one really feels like they progress as characters and sometimes the progress doesn't stick like I don't Maybe feel like Homelander like... ends this season in a drastically different place than where he ended the last season but he had to like go through no. the same arc again to get to that point well Homelander's just more public now at this point he's just more public he's still as a deviant he's just more public and I guess he's more of a father figure that now was, to that was the nifty, kid the the evil family at yeah. the end that's my favorite yeah the uh the so all-american like family, family. all-american nightmare <laughs> the cia is keeping uh soldier boy on ice and they're gonna probably make a weapon out of him that's not himself so i, I hope jensen ackles returns mm-hmm. um and they bust him out or something uh because that um, would be cool that's but, on if you they're know, going to actually call the kid the proud boy <laughs> that's hilarious that's superhero name. i I have I have a question though. May they didn't kill off Maeve, but they did make her lose her powers. Yeah. Essentially kind of writing her out because what is she going to be well, good I for mean, now? How well, long she can do a bluff or knowledge. something, you know, she'll if she they want to bring her back, she'll be like standing up to Homelander like I'm not dead. Ooh, bitch. Like they they've already solved that problem with a separate character. Like they just the answer is if they need her back in, they'll just get her more compound V because they do the same thing with Kimiko. So, yeah, mm. but Kimiko's was a choice. Now this is the the other kind of side theme. There's a lot of like side arcs, side plots 
that they add in here, Kimiko losing her powers, uh, you know, after hating having her powers. She It was a curse because it wasn't her choice to have those powers. And then turning around and asking for the compound V so she could help protect Frenchie and the, and the rest of the boys. And, you know, she was more with it. And this is kind of where some people had an issue with it because... Um, I, oh, it was Starlight. They had an issue with Starlight where uh, she got pissed at at Hiwi for taking Temp V just before she knew it was like bad for you. Um, but she was like totally okay with Kimiko, like wanting. It, all it needed was that little text to to have her be like, "Yeah, that's fine. You can take V." Like you've only not wanted it forever, uh, and now you're like wanting to get it back, and I have to like risk my life to go get V but you know Huey he's not well, allowed he has to stay weak yeah, I can, forever I can understand uh, the difference between the two situations and one is much later on in the show um, so like her opinion on it may have evolved yeah, due to the Starlight events. definitely she's ended up in a in a quite different place yeah like yeah, she she's in a, in a much different spot than where she started. Although it, it's an interesting question now with um, the the reveal that the temp V is fatal no, brain. and yeah. uh, you know Butcher being given eighteen months to live at best is <laughs> do you think they bullshit? A way out of that or do you think season four is the last season i think that i i think that butcher might i see now controversial take butcher can butcher may be able to die and they'll continue on the show it's it i know it would be really weird i you know i don't know i don't think they're gonna keep on going because i feel like this is carl urban is not someone who i think well, I, my personal outcome. We'll say this is my personal desired outcome is that it should not, they should not bullshit their way out of it because I want Carl Urban to do other stuff. I I want him to be free to do other things, other projects, and not to say he can't do that in between seasons. Yeah, I don't but feel like, like the filming schedule is too demanding for this. I don't. I I've seen a growing trend with certain shows that are very popular decide to just like stop it at a reasonable yeah, time well i think like gone are the days are like walking dead i mean yeah. well <laughs> i was aside from walking dead now that has like a million like spinoffs up, yeah where like yeah and and where walking dead is like just going on season after season it's like and they're they're finally probably to the corpse. end of it yeah and you know I could definitely see season four being the series finale. You know, we had This Is Us have their final season. I think I think um, it's good when a show, you know, things. wraps yeah. up what they need to say and then walks away, like Breaking Bad, you know. Oz- Ozark just had that. Ozark had, you know, they, they finished their season five or whatever it was, and they're like, yeah, this is it. This, we're yeah, done. If you, if you run out um, of story to tell, you know, don't keep it around just for the sake of keeping it around. Yeah. No longer are the days of syndication. Well, yeah, at least so not I, for streaming. I don't know. Services. A, a lot. Of, so people see it going either one way. Like, yeah, they're sacrificing himself. He dies, and they continue the season on without Butcher, 
which would be I think that'd be a mistake. I I don't. Yes and no. I mean, Carl Urban adds a different element, but like, I, it's a, the same element every single time. It's the consistently oikunt kind of. I think they could do one season, right? Where yeah. he's like this, his his like you know ghost or whatever his presence is like informing, still informing the cast actions, but like yeah. any longer than a season. Yeah, I think like it starts to become but, like, yeah. real tenuous. Yeah, and like or they give him compound V and he I lives. Think, <laughs> I think the the two just kind of coalesce to where I think naturally I don't think you have two more seasons worth of material to even stay like remotely fresh. Like what's the yeah. what was the goal of this season? Kill Homelander. What's going to be the goal yeah. of next season? Probably also still kill Homelander. Kill Homelander. Like how many how times, many can times you just are we going to go thing through this again? same song and dance? Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like you have yeah. to wrap it up soon. If not next season, then no later than a fifth season. Well, and I guess maybe that's like the weak, the weakest part of this is that they tried so hard to kill Homelander and never got to it. In a, yeah, and the failures it felt- left us unsatisfied to the point where like if they tried to go pick that back up again and go try to kill homelander again it's like kind of not gonna f- have the same oh weight. yeah no they blew their suspension of di- my suspension of disbelief um you know as they went like even going into the season i was like all right how are they gonna fuck it up this time how it's not even that they fuck it up mm-hmm. how is the universe you know how are the writers gonna like contrive a way that he can't die this season or like yeah. you know they they at least the, gave us that like someone can punch him in like a, a a hurtful way. The other thing that they could do in 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 a couple seasons would be to introduce like a Russian arc into having like the Russian va a Russian seven and bring them into the fold because they did kind of leave that note of the U.S. having tensions now with Russia because mm-hmm. they blame the attack. Uh, of soldier the soldier boy attacks yeah. on Russia. Side note, and and they do have obviously some some mm-hmm. operations over there where they're trying to copy Compound V and with with Soldier Boy for so long. I wouldn't be surprised if they have their version of yeah. I uh, Compound V. Um, yes, it's a quick side note, like about the scenes in Russia. I don't know if it was subtext or if it was just how it happened to come out in the filming, um, but it was it was interesting to me that like all the scenes in Russia were like super dingy and dirty and it like in my head my head canon is like oh yeah no if america had superheroes fucking around on the around the globe for the last however many decades right so a uh, cold war enemy like russia would not be even doing as <laughs> it would be doing worse than it is now yeah. um I, it would be a kind of a devastated country yeah it'd be superheroes would just come in and just fuck it up for however many years like, oh, you're gonna throw a nuke at us? Hey, hey, flying guy, not even our top flying guy. Send it, send it out to space. I don't care. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, they're definitely set up for something. So uh, I think I the superhero kills that did happen. We'll say enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the I mean co- the the coke baggy termite that was great. Yeah, that was. That was good. 
Um, some of them, like a lot of the ones that happen like off camera, are just like, <sighs> yeah, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But they're. Um, they, I'm sad that they killed Newman. Or wait, she's not dead, right? No, she's no, she's not. Okay. Not Popper. Positioned herself as the main antagonist for the next season. The yeah, she's right. the BP. Which I guess is again. I, I don't feel like season. I don't think we're entering season four in a, a materialistically different spot than we were entering season three. Um, I feel like that finale just kind of like hit the reset button on everything. Mm-hmm. That first mm-hmm. episode of the the, the season kind of like. Because the end of season two, it was one of those, like, end of season, beginning of season, like, rewinds, right? Where they just, like, here, we're going to undo a lot of this progress. Like, because the end of the season was like, oh, Huey and the boys are now, like, government incorporated people. Like, they're working for the government now. They have that power and also, like, that responsibility, you know, the the rules they have to abide by. And then the first episode, they're like, eh. I mean, they're still operating, like. I'd say the first two, it takes them one and a half mm-hmm. episodes before they abandon that concept. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it, we'll see if they go forward. I know the, I, I learned actually, I should say that the showrunner for the boys is the former showrunner for supernatural. And that there's the Jensen Ackles connection there. Yeah. And also the president, the, the president candidate is a, a, a recurring character and, yeah. Um, and I know that show hung on for like forever doing the same shit over and over again so it doesn't like paint me with a ton of optimism for for -hmm. the future of the boys but I think they they took some step forward steps forward in terms of the presentation and general tone tenor and and pacing of the season I hope they they learn the right lessons from what they they did well mm-hmm. and don't you know lean into some of the stuff that I at mm. least I didn't find as enjoyable I know everyone has their own opinions on that sort of thing but um, I they did enough to get me to watch a fourth season because I said if the season is no better than the last two I'm out I'm done uh, but they've, mm. they've done enough to keep me in so we'll we'll see how it turns out Right. All right. So that, I think that doesn't. That, that'll do it for episode two. For, for these boys. Yeah. 325. I almost said two. That's that's undoing years of progress. Um, <laughs> uh, two, 325. Did it again. Jesus Christ. Um, we'll be back next week with uh, something. <laughs> yep. We'll, we'll know it we'll when we see it. it. Um, but until then... Uh, Please be well, stay safe, and as always, party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.